Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. It is now Magic Round, round 10. Uh, heading up to Suncorp this weekend, Josh, or what's what's your plan for Magic Round? Yeah, man, unfortunately I couldn't get the flights cheap enough back from Chicago for Magic Round. And I'm not sure if the professors over here would let me, you know, get out of an exam because I'm at Magic Round, but it wouldn't be a bad shout for an excuse, I think. Dad's schoolies. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that'll let you leave uni, but um, <laughs> I mean, you can try. I think students try, are yeah. a, a lot worse. No. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, yeah. How'd you go this week anyway? Oh, mate. How much time have you got? Because I had a cracker this week. Uh, yeah, almost broke the four figures. Nine, nine, nine. Um, but yeah, had a pretty good week, mate. Obviously, Nico captain. Did wonders again. Um, Connolly Lamuelo, he was pretty big for me, obviously. And then Latrell had another good game. Pretty good, mate. It saw me bump up to the top 400 now, which is uh, kind of exciting. So, yeah, mate, going well. And yeah, hopefully, I have good things to come and hopefully grab a few more ranks over this uh, origin period as well. Yeah, geez, that is very solid. I got 920, but then again, I don't have the likes of like Lebowelu and Latrell and those kind of guys. So it's been a, it's been a rough couple of weeks for, for my squad. I'm still inside the top 10K, but yeah, not uh, not the greatest couple of weeks. Decided to hold Turbo as well. I don't know what you decided to do with him, but um, I think I'm going to persist with him over the next couple of rounds because I'm kind of interested to see how he gets... Well, what what his kind of selection is for for Origin? Like you kind of fitless, kind of got to pick him, but then you've got guys like you know Latrell and Campbell Graham that are playing out of their skin at the moment. So how do you leave like those two guys out of the centers, or do you just move Turbo? Like what's the what's the case there? Yeah, man, I think they do go with Turbo. It's yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one. I wonder if uh, he pulls pulls out of Origin just himself. That's been a I don't know who was saying it. Maybe Timmy Williams or one of the other guys I was listening to at one of these points was saying, like, oh, maybe maybe he does that. But I can't really see that happening. I think he's going to be there. So, yeah, I ended up getting rid of him. I went turbo to Jack Bird. I just had a couple of jewels. I was able to kind of, like, swing him around and tuck in a center. And Jack Bird, 40 points. It's all right. And then I guess interesting this week, see how he goes with being named a lock with... Jack Bellin, who I also brought in last week for his 76, was really nice for me. Um, interesting how, how those two play out, I think. Yeah, I think actually just to, I guess, to touch on Jack Bellin because he's a very popular buy this week. I think he's been picked up by about 3% of teams so far. What are your thoughts about him now that he's moved back to the front row? I know I'm a bit um, sheepish on picking him up now. I've got him in my team already and I'm probably going to hold this round just because his break even so low, but very concerned now that he's in the front row. I'm a little bit the same, mate, yeah. Um, I think the good thing about Jack DeBellin is that he's playing these, like, massive minutes. He's He played 80 on the weekend. I think he's played 82 weeks ago as well. And honestly, just a bit of bloody cheat code, honestly. If he's playing 80 minutes, he'll lock. <laughs> message to yeah. during the game. I was like, this guy is a cheat code if he's just playing 80 minutes a lock and pumps out 70-odd in base each week. But, yeah, it's probably not that sustainable. And if he's playing in the front row, you'd imagine he's probably not going to get over, like, 60 minutes. Yeah, but I think, that. yeah. Um, but then, I don't know, what does Jack Bird do? Does Jack Bird move to an edge and he moves into the into the lock position again a lot of question marks about this dragons pack they're obviously not doing too well so <laughs> what they've been doing hasn't been working for them really yeah they might do like a paramatter and rotate them a little bit like they do with matto and <clears throat> and hop good and cartwright you know how they like rotate between the edges and the middles same with um same with uh the bunnies as well they kind of do that with with uh ken murray when he takes a rest as well and they move arrow into the middle whatnot so yeah, there, there's a also yeah, there's a possibility that it get that he gets to eighty, but I think bringing him in this week is a huge risk. If the, for the fact that he's named in the front row, he averages around the forty mark, if that, in the front row. Um, yeah, his ceiling's probably at around forty to forty five points, so I wouldn't be picking him up just yet after his big score. It's a bit bit risky for me. 
is a little bit risky, but I guess if we're going off your history with uh, rotations forward packs, you told us to sell Hopgood a couple of weeks ago and um, look how that turned out, mate. So maybe DeBellin's actually the buyer of the week if you think he's a sell. Mate, I can't predict that RCG is going to get a long-term injury. That's a bit uh, <laughs> bit far-fetched. Um, but you yeah, Maddo coming crystal back. Ball? I didn't tell you that. Well, yeah, I know. I need a crystal ball, mate. It, it really helped with fantasy. The fact that um, Maddo's coming back via the bench surprises me the most. I mean, they picked up Andrew Davey and he comes straight into the team as well. Like it's Brad Arthur's just having a field day with these changes. It's hard to predict week to week what he's going to do. Yeah. And the Cardi party seemed to have like one last kind of after party last week. He scored a right. Um, I was forced to play him in super coach and he got a decent score, but yeah, he played 80, yeah. games, which is good. Played 80, um, yeah. And then now he's dropped. <laughs> Andrew Davey's come off the bloody street. I don't yeah. Know, mate. Yeah. Um, don't know what to predict. Don't know what to predict, yeah. Anyway, let's uh let's get into these teams and we can talk about it a bit further when we get to it. Um there's not too many big changes, but we'll talk about some big fantasy relevant ones that um you could be looking at as potential options this round. So starting with the Bulldogs and Raiders game, uh Kiraz returns on the wing and Braden Burns is out with an MCL injury, so he's gone for uh, a bit over a month, I think. And Carl Oloapu is retaining his bench spot, which is going to be an interesting buy because he's a he's a pretty good cheapy and he's been getting good minutes. He got good minutes last week and he's pretty highly touted to come into this dogs team. So another cheapy there. And also Savior Savage returns on the wing. So he's back into the team, but via the wing means that you can kind of see him out for a couple of weeks and see how he goes before bringing him in when he comes back in at fullback. So uh, pretty positive signs there. What are your thoughts on those guys? Yeah, back on the sting for... Zave Stavage, yeah, he's probably just a wait and see, but if I don't think he's really an option if he's on the wing. Nice that Jared Croker kept his spot too in the in the centers. He's looked pretty solid. The one I'm probably really interested in is Carl Oluapu. I think he looks pretty pretty good from what I watched on the weekend. He runs the ball a lot. He's gonna get a lot of base and like tackle breaks and that kind of stuff, I think. The only thing that was kind of like a bit weird, he didn't have a single kick meter, um, kind of strange as a half, I guess. But I think there's a decent chance he comes in and takes his starting spot from Josh Reynolds. So I'll be kind of watching the late mail. If he comes in for this team as a starting, I guess, 5'8", um, if Burton stays in the 7, I think he's pretty close to like a must-have. Like I think he's like investing in him, he's going to be sick. He's going to be able to get you like 40-ish points and kind of be how I think Katoa is now where he's just kind of like plodding along getting these 40s and going up like 30, 40K each week. I think you could see the same thing happen with him. Yeah, it's just um, at what point is he going to break into this Bulldogs team at the moment? Because he got some good minutes on the weekend. I think he got about 40 to 50 minutes. Um, and same with Reynolds. He got about 40 to 50 minutes as well. So they're kind of... They're not sure exactly which way they want to go. But Josh Reynolds, he looked actually very good. The problem is that he, you know, having him in the team brings along all the negatives. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he's a good bloke. Get around him. I I love having having him in the game. It's it's great to watch. He um he brings a bit of energy. It's great. He's a few things. I'm not sure if good bloke is one of them. It could be, (laughs) I don't know, but apparently apologized to some young fans because he swore at the ref. That's a but, oh, mate, he's just a fucking, yeah. He's a unit, Josh Reynolds. Give it his track him. record. Yeah. yeah, but fun character. Yeah, I think um, they looked better, though, with him over Flano. Uh, I think, though, in the halves, he brought a bit more, I don't know, a bit more spark, I guess, whereas Flanagan's kind of your plotting, plotting half and he, let, he lets Burton do most of the work. Reynolds kind of took a bit of the reins from Burton, which... I mean, they won the game in the end, but I think it's it was less of them winning the game and more of Dragons losing it because the Dragons had much more, I guess, rubber the green during that game. And it, yeah, it was... Could not believe they didn't win it. It was pretty crazy. It was pretty uh, crazy, yeah. Anyway, moving on to the other game I want to discuss, the Roosters versus the Cowboys this week. So Smith's been named at number nine, uh, even though he went to hospital after his game with a neck issue. So it'll be interesting to see if he does line up or if he's left out of the squad closer to kickoff. 
And also for the cows, Nanai is gone for four weeks with his hip drop tackle, so he's been suspended. And Helam Luki comes into the back row returning from his hamstring injury. Uh, Luki is one that I'm very interested in picking up this week, considering Nanai's out for four weeks. And I think Griffin Neen's still out for a significant amount of time as well with his throat injury, so he's not a danger to come into the, the second row. Uh, what are your thoughts about Luki? I think he's still, I think it's probably a little bit too risky to bring him in this week. He's coming off the hammy. Um, they've got two edges on the bench. This other guy, don't really want to try and pronounce his name, but <laughs> fine, Fuki. Let's, uh, let's go with that. Uh, he's Jennifer a Edge of Yeah. Something yeah, like that. that sounds pretty good. Um, he's, he's an edge as well. Young gun. Hopefully, gives some spark to the bloody boys because they need it. But, yeah, and then Mitch Dunn, obviously, as well. So, I'm a little bit concerned. I wonder how many minutes he's going to get. He might be a late switch. Not really sure. So, I'm probably a little bit hesitant. If I If he comes out this week and gets, like, a 40 then I'll like really look at it because I think he holds this spot even when Nanai comes back. Nanai probably comes back and takes over from the gods in, yeah. the, in the edge there. So, What are your thoughts about Gajewski as well? Because I know you were touting him as a bit of a cash cow a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, now that he's been playing 80 on, on an edge and should be holding that for a decent amount of time anyway, um, while there's a lot of players out for this Cowboys team. Yeah, very quickly shut down by yours truly, mate, when I suggest the gods. But he's been, yeah, he's solid. He's plodding along probably better than Jackson Ford's been. Um, so maybe I should have done that. Also, also Jacob, Jacob Host Ford. as well. Oh, <laughs> sorry, not that's what I meant. Sorry, not Jackson Ford. Um, Jacob Host, yeah. yeah. So, look, he's getting a lot of base. Do a pretty low break even. I think, yeah. I don't know if you've missed the boat now. He's still 322K. There's probably some better guys around that we'll touch on like Buller and a couple other guys I probably prefer now, but yeah, he's plotting along. Could make another like hundred ish K you'd think and it's like a little bit underwhelming and he doesn't like have that much of a ceiling. He um probably like again between thirty and forty each week. Kind of a bit unappealing but yeah, well, I mean, it's the exact same as Jacob Host, right? He wasn't hugely appealing, exactly. and now that his minutes have gone, he's <laughs> pretty much the same. It's like you can't really trust him to get good scores. But at least Gajewski's getting 80 minutes, especially with the injuries at the Cowboys. Like, you, you prefer a player to be out there rather than in and out of the team, for sure. But you never know. Like, over the next couple of weeks, they might bring this new guy um, from the bench straight into the team, and Gajewski moves back to the bench or even out of the squad. You never know, especially with the form of the Cowboys. You must be really struggling to watch some of their games at the moment because uh, I know for the first 20 minutes this week, I was uh, really feeling bad for them. Yeah, mate, it's been a little rough as your Cowboys supporter, especially like they just come in with so much hype over the off-season. They've just been, for lack of a better word, dog shit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully they, they fix it up and, and we'll see. But, yeah, not... Not the best from the Cowboys. Yeah, and what about uh, Brendan Smith as well? What are your thoughts there? If you've, uh, if you're like me and you brought him in um, to be a bit of, I guess, origin cover. Um, yeah, what do oh, you brought thoughts? him in? Did you? Yeah, I thought he was. He did bottom out a little bit, and he's scoring in the the forties. He'll make at least a hundred k if he keeps scoring in the forties. So, yeah, I thought why not take a punt? But um, you know, with this injury news, you never know what's going to happen if he's going to be left out or what <laughs> if he's just going to get limited minutes. And yeah, what are your what are your thoughts about him? I just feel like he's probably not going to play this week. I don't know. Um, going to hospital with the neck just seems unlikely. But yeah, he's been he's been solid. I think his super, his uh his fantasy scores are probably like um. I haven't really, like, kind of shown how good he's been playing. I thought he's looked really good, like, eye test-wise. He just hasn't been cracking the stats. He's – they're using him in kind of, like, short bursts as well, which I think has been really effective. So, um, but, yeah, I definitely don't hate the move. Hopefully he gets named this weekend, keeps, yeah, climbing in price. 
but I hope he keeps plodding along. Really, really need him to at the moment. Um, yeah, he got 40 in 50 minutes. So, I mean, I mean, if he gets up to 60 plus minutes, he should be getting high 40s, closer to 50s um, in those kind of games. But yeah, it, it'll all come with the Roosters form, I think, for Brendan Smith. Once the Roosters start hitting, you know, really good form, then he'll start performing as well. Because at the moment, they're, they're kind of getting there. Since Joey Manu's come into the halves, they've, he's provided a little bit of spark and he's a player that you kind of need to have now over origin. Um, so best to get him in as soon as possible. But yeah, I think as that form's coming, Brendan Smith's starting to be able to play off the back of that. And yeah, his scores will come with that, um, with that more high tempo play for sure. Definitely. And yeah, I think I read the Joe Minor call. We got like 64 in his sleep at Sam Black on the weekend. So oh, um... barely anything and scored 64. <laughs> Loved it. Loved every second of it. Um, okay, moving on to the last game I want to discuss is the Titans playing Parramatta. It's the last game of the round. Uh, Campbell's been named with Brimo again going down with a hamstring injury. Really sucks for him because he um, obviously was in contention for getting an origin call up as well. But yeah, it's a bit bit unfortunate for him that that niggling hamstring injury just is sticking with him. Um, and for Parramatta, Hopgood's been named at 13 again with Matto on the bench and Andrew Davey coming straight into the team. So we discussed that a little bit at the start of the start of the pod. Um, but yeah, like, what are your thoughts around this Parramatta pack and how you see it over the next couple of weeks? Like, do you have any kind of prediction for us or any kind of thoughts about it? Yeah, get the crystal ball out. No, I don't know, mate. It's, yeah, it's hard to say. I think there's definitely some value there. Even guys like Will McGreg, I think, uh, have some potential value over this origin period. Like, Paulo's going to be gone. RCG's out, obviously, for the next little bit as well. Greg got, like, 40-odd uh, last week, which, look, if he keeps doing that and uh, kind of plodding along, he can make some decent cash over this origin period and potentially play some higher minutes, you'd think, those weeks where Paulo and Graham are both out with origin. Parramatta obviously have the best buy coverage for those three buy periods. They play all three of the big buys. Um, Just to touch on Larry yeah. Greg, actually, that yeah. game against the Knights, Parramatta had all the possession. They were doing no defending, which is why I think he actually cracked 40 minutes on the field because he didn't have to do too much in defense. I mean, he did make 34 tackles in the end, but like Parramatta were really just running straight through the Knights and scoring points at will. So I don't know. I'm still a bit skeptical on him because if you look at his like previous form, he's played, you know, 20, maybe 30 minutes if he's lucky on the field. He's never really gone above 40 minutes ever until this game. So I'm still a bit skeptical around him, but I can see the value there for sure. Considering he's under 300K, it, it does look very attractive. And he looks very attractive in his picture as well. I just might add the big <laughs> mullet, uh, shaved head. But yeah, I can understand why he has it on him. A bit risky, but yeah, it could be on. I think there's definitely some value here in this Parramatta pack. Kind of just like depends on a few factors, I think, with like origin call-ups. And I think especially if Madison gets named for origin, there's like if he does or doesn't, there's, yeah, definitely some value around. Like there's value on Madison if he's not named or if um, he is named. I think guys like Hopgood become really, really nice for those buys. And I think I'll probably pick him back up. Yeah. So, yeah, discussing Hopgood, you said you're definitely going to pick him back up. Is that like a this week type buy or are you reckon you're going to wait till round 13? Or like, because he, he, especially if Matt, like you said, if Matto's selected, Hopgood becomes a very, very premium option for the round 13 buy. Um, yeah, what are, your, what are your thoughts around him and when we should be targeting Hopgood again if you sold him? I think for me personally, I'm just going to wait closer to, I think, where my team is at the moment. And I've got a few questions in the DMs about just like trades, how many we should have. I've got 20 at the moment. I think if you're getting close to that 15 mark, you should really kind of pull the handbrake and uh, try and save some for this origin period where it's going to be a bit of carnage if you're chasing those overall ranks and then like leave you with enough so you can you know make a few pod moves and stuff for the run home but yeah mate I think my team like as it is it's pretty pretty solid I'm not going to probably change too much this week maybe like one or two trades maybe like one trade if I like wanted to go for an Olawapu I don't know. 
how we say Bulapu, name, yeah. but, um, the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> the dog guy. That's probably the only guy I'm really considering. I've already got Buller. So I could do something like, you know, I've tinkered with maybe going like a Cam Murray down to a Hopgood, banking some cash. Cam Murray's got a big break even this week, but to be fair, Cam Murray got 45 plus his sin bin sin on the bin. weekend. Yeah. Um, could come out this week and easily break. Like he's got well, an 80 break even. You could see a world where it comes out and gets, you know, 65, 70 and goes down a couple K and then you've obviously got those points as well. So a little bit his last, to do that. His, his last 80 score was against the Storm and it was in round five. So it's definitely possible. <laughs> So, yeah, I think for those reasons, I'll probably just hang tight with it this week. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, you're kind of at that point where you don't really want to be expending too many trades because you are coming into Origin. You want to be preparing your team for the buy. So you don't want to be really burning through them too quickly now because you're going to have to use them a lot over that Origin period. So... You probably, like you said, making small moves, like one trade here, kind of another trade there for Oluapu and, you know, maybe another, uh, you know, even like we're talking about before, getting in Hopgood or even Heal and Lukey or whatever over the next couple of weeks. Um, But yeah, you've really, like if you're at 20 to 25 trades, which most people probably would be, you really want to hold off. You you really want at least the high teens of trades when it comes to round 13, I think. Yeah, for sure, mate. That's yeah, kind of what I'm looking at at the moment as well. So, yeah, decisions, decisions. Yeah, it's a difficult one. There's not a lot of must-sells either this week, which makes it even harder because there's no players that are like long-term injuries or have really bad scores that are guns or, you know, their positions change, that kind of thing. So it's not an easy week to be selling certain players, um, that's for sure. But uh, let's look at some draft options now. So some players that might be sitting on the waivers or some trade targets that you're thinking are valuable this round. Um, who have you got for us? Um, so, yeah, obviously one that was named last week, got names again off the Luma. Quite keen on him again this week. If he's still still sitting there on your waivers, he's, bit, he's pretty high up for me as like an ad. One of the other ones I'm pretty interested in, for like mid coverage is um, Tola from the right from the rabbits. I think now he's back from his injury, he could be around that fifty point mark. I think for the rest of the season, especially with the rabbits losing some guys like Jairo and Cam Murray and stuff over Origin, I think he'll probably pick up the the load there. And to be fair, he's in a bad shot, but classic. I think he's still got a pretty decent break even, so could definitely be a buy next week or you know for that. Origin buy coverage as well with the Rabbitohs having that 13 buy. But they're probably two of the big ones I'm looking at this week. What about yourself, mate? Yeah, I do like that Totola shout. I think, like you said, give him a give him a watch for the next round or two and then hopefully he overcomes that injury because he did come back from that, um, was it a hammy injury? I think it was. Hammy? Oh, no, it was a knee. It was a knee injury. So he did come back from the knee injury and then re-injured it. So I'd definitely give him a week or two just to make sure he can actually overcome that injury. Um, but yeah, my targets are like, I'm pretty keen on Helam Lukey. I think he's going to get big minutes. And even if he only gets, you know, 60, 70 minutes, he's still going to be scoring in the mid to high forties. Um, and if he gets that 80 minutes, you can see an, a 50 in there, uh, and you know, some extra points basically getting him up over the 50 mark. So Helam Lukey is one that's probably been sitting in the waivers that no one's really touched because he was coming off the bench to start the season. So I think he's a, a premium buy if you can get him in. Um, and then Xavier Savage, he's probably one that, I mean, some someone probably has stashed him because he is a decent starting fullback normally, but I think most people would have dropped him, especially if you've got a small bench and you can't have a, a lot of players or starting players because of the buys. So Xavier Savage is probably one that's been just sitting in your emergency or in your in your waivers, um, not being touched. So I think he's a good pickup this week and a stash. I wouldn't be playing him while he's on the wing, but a definite stash. So when he does come back to fullback. You've got a good, at least, you know, base of mid-30s fullback there that um, can get you over 50 on a given week when they're in form. Um, so they're my two probably best buys, I'd say. But also, Max Fenai, he moves to the center for the Dragons and looks pretty good on the weekend. He's He's a rogue one that I think could potentially score big, but I'm not confident because that's only with Lomax out, right? So he's only a short-term option. But... 
could I was be actually one just thinking that... as well. Um, I was looking at Ravalawa and his stats. He's averaging in the forties this year and coming up yep. against the. He was playing, yeah, against the right defense of the Tigers, which um, I think is Buller, not Buller. Um, Naden, no, Naden's, Naden's out. Tupo, yeah. Tupo, uh, I think that might okay. be his. yeah, Junior. Oh, yeah. Uh, not around for his defense. Uh, they go left a lot, the Dragons. So I think he could. Geez, I hope I'm not butchering it. And Rabalawa is actually a right side guy, but I think Rabalawa, either way, either as he plays on, I think he's a good. Is a good option as well for like a plug and play. Yeah, definitely. Especially against one of these weaker teams, Ravalawa can put on plenty of tries as well. Yeah, so they're my my options. Um, but I think Totola Totola is probably the best one. I'd say just because he does give you a bit more long term coverage, and I guess Helam Luki is probably the next next favorite for mine. Nice, yeah, I like it. Righto. Buy, hold, sell, Josh. Thinking about Classic now. Focusing on our <laughs> next couple of trades. Who's your uh, prime buy this week? I'm pretty keen on Buller. Um, obviously, negative four break even. He's had a pretty nice score on the weekend, 45. And I think he's just looked pretty good as well. Like he's tackle busting a decent amount. He's, his base is solid. Uh, he had that nice try assist making some try-save tackles and that kind of year as well. He's going to make you some money. The Tigers had that win, which you think kind of saves them shuffling around for a little bit. Um, and then no Charlie Staines as well for the next while. So I think that gives him a decent amount of job security for that position. They've also got Dane Laurie there, but I seem to hate Dane Laurie for some reason. So he's probably my number one. Out of the the buys, and then uh, Olakwapu as well. He's the how we say Olakwapu. Olakwapu, yeah. There we <laughs> you're go. Confu- you're confusing Olakwapu with Olakwapu, yeah. <laughs> He's uh maybe if he grows a mullet like he does, then uh, <laughs> they'll kind of like merge into one. But pretty keen on him as well. I think just he's got that base as I was talking about, and could take this this spot eventually from Josh Reynolds. Even if you're playing 40, 50 minutes, he's still going to make you a decent amount of cash, I think. They're probably my two favorite, at least cheapies. Um, yep. And then we've spoken about a few other guys that we like, like um, Hopgood, who would definitely be considering if you do need to upgrade this week and kind of giving yourself some buy coverage. Um. Joey Manu, we've always discussed. Joey Manu, I think we've yeah. Had, we had Dream Buller as a buy on our buy hold sell post on Instagram. If you're not following us at Footy Brains Pod, get on it. Um, but we had Dream Buller as a buy last week, and we also had Joey Manu as a buy for the last two weeks, and they're still buys this week. So um, probably have to change it up again this week. But uh, yeah, definitely still buys for sure. Another guy who, like we had as a buy as well for a while back, Lemuelu, obviously had that massive game. I think you can still bring him in as well. He's got like that low break even now as well. He's definitely a solid, solid scorer for you there that you can plug into your centers, which is really handy. And still has the money to make. He'll go up another like 50-odd K this week potentially. So could be a really handy buy coverage. Dolphins do have the buy round 11, so next week. But um, so yeah, keep that in mind as well, I guess. Yeah, I've got to I've got to figure out a way to to get a couple of um, centers in because I've got Alamotti and the Hammer, so I can't exactly trade Alamotti to Lemuelu because then they're both going to be out the Hammer and Lemuelu next round. So I've got to figure out yeah. what to do in the centers because I do not have any center coverage at all. Um, what about your tricky whole tricky bye week next week? Yeah, actually, just I feel like lots be. of people have Dolphins players, so um, yeah, I'll have I have three at the moment, so. Be handy for round 13, but a bit tricky next round, we'll have to see. Yeah, you think about um, it, like everyone has Katoa. He's like the most owned player. Most people have the hammer. Um, Nick Arima was a popular cheapie as well. Uh, Lemuelu, yeah. popular popular um, center option. That's four already, and if you have all four of those, you, you've already lost your emergencies for next round. So, yeah, got to think about how to how to cover them for sure. Definitely. Um 
Yeah, mate, holds. I think it's just there's so many this week that are in the hold. Uh, all of these yeah, guys start, that start have... Start rattling them off. Let's just rattle them start off. Start rattling off. Um, Jackson Ford, still hold. Cam Murray, hold. Preston, still hold for me. Hoskins, still hold. Uh, Jack Bird, Latrell, Tarpany, Miller. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah. I think, as we were saying, like, Cleary as well, uh, they're like, oh, he's got a big break even, like, yeah, whatever. It's Nathan Cleary. He could still hit like 70 odd this week. Hines has a big break even as well. Do you want to, should we sell him? It's in the 60s. No, he's a big. bloody cash cow. I've been telling <laughs> you this for weeks. He's, Mate, he's made 100K. <laughs> he's only made 100K since he started playing again. It's crazy. He's a cash cow, yeah. Um, but. No, mate, I think as we were saying before as well, just if you can avoid making trades this week, you hopefully folks have a pretty good team. A few trades that I've seen there are like a little bit sideways. I'd be tempted to make, if you're going to make these trades, like we might have to do it eventually to kind of get numbers for these buys. But I think we're going to have, I'm pretty sure, four trades for that buy week, um, that round 13. So you can kind of like to wait and see a little bit. This is kind of just a wait and see round for me, and there's nothing. Not making anything. Don't do anything too crazy. Just kind of, yeah, dealing with what I got and yeah, just coast. Hope for the best. Yeah, just coast. Hopefully, yeah. just retain ranks. Maybe make a couple up, but not doing anything too crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, are you sells? If you had to sell someone, which it's pretty difficult this round because pretty much everyone's a hold. Um, who are you selling? <laughs> yeah, I think if there's one of them, I had to probably get rid of. Like, you, you're prioritizing guys that are probably going to play Origin, I think. Just hopefully give you some numbers. So, like, Cam Murray, if you had to kind of, like, pick one, he's one that, yeah, I'm not, like, super against selling. Uh, even guys like Khan Pereira, he's been kind of sold in, in recent weeks, but he got another nice score. Admittedly, two tries in that, but I think he's fine. Storm Bloor, still not extended bench annoyingly, but I still don't think he's a sell. I don't know, man. It's going to be hard work for the buy, hold, sell uh, this week to actually find some sells for you. Yeah, you know. So there's no one, uh, no one too desperate for me besides, like, I guess who just come off injuries, like guys like Brimmo and, and stuff like that. They're pretty obvious sells if you've got them, but. Um, yeah, nothing really that stands out for me. What about yourself? Yeah, like I think there are some that are edging towards a sell, like your Couchman, the fact that he's been moved to the reserves and the, the Dragons are changing up their forward pack. He seems like he's on the outer. He's missed a lot of tackles in the middle over recent weeks, so I can understand why um, Hook's kept him out. So fair enough. He can be a bit of a sell, but he's not an urgent sell. He's still got a break even in the low 20s, so he's not a must sell. Um, Alamotti is like oh, shaping is probably that. Yeah. sell, but like, I think he'll be okay. I don't think he's like a, an urgent sell. Sure. He's only scoring in the twenties at the moment, but the dogs, I think they're going to take a bit of time to come good. And I don't think he's a must sell to get out of your team. I think he, he'll be okay in the long run. It's just over the next couple of weeks. It's, it's a bit rough for him. Yeah, he doesn't play the round 13 bias. So if you're looking for another number, he's a he's an okay option to be um, selling, but I don't think he's urgent. Um, but they're probably the only two that I'm like, yeah. What about Reese Walsh? Got a big, got a big break even. Well, it depends if you're using really him as a cash cow or not, right? Like, yeah. is he a cash cow or is he a is he a gun? He's what's okay if you're looking at winger fullbacks as a whole. Like all winger fullbacks in the game, isn't he like top five at the moment? I'm sure he's up there. Yeah, probably. Okay, he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's number eight at the moment, and that's after his bad score. So he was before this round, he was ahead of Manu, and he was ahead of um, Jermaine Asako as well. So he was a top. He was almost like the guy top he five could, winger. Yeah, sounds like the guy from Magic Round who's just gonna turn it on as well. Yeah, think about that. Brisbane playing at Suncorp in Magic Round. Yeah, they're playing Manly, but I think they'll be turning it on. 
for sure. So I wouldn't be rushing to get him out. Like, unless you... I can understand if you're trying to upgrade him to someone, but the players you want to upgrade him to, like a Latrell or a Teddy, they're playing Origin. So I don't think you need to worry about trading him out until Origin. Do you reckon he's going to get picked for Origin, actually? That's another thing with Ponga, the way he is. No, I don't think so. I think Ponga gets that spot, but... um... Yeah, he could come in as like an 18th man or something like that. It's hard to say, but I think he probably doesn't play at least his first game. And then, um, yeah, it could be a really handy number for 13 as well, just quietly. Uh, yeah, that's why that's that's why I think I'd hold on to him, to be honest. Like, there's no, there's no rush to get him out. He could easily hit a 60 this week against Manly. Manly have been leaking a lot of points as well, so I wouldn't be... Um, you know, I wouldn't be scared that Walsh isn't going to score points this weekend. He could easily get a try or two, for sure. Definitely, yeah. Righto. Um, any other buy-hold sells? Any plays that you want to discuss before we get into some fan questions? No, man. Let's get, uh, let's get stuck into them. Righto. So if you ever have any questions, like always, uh, go to our Instagram page, at footybrainspod. Uh, we'll put up a story uh, before we record our podcast every week, and you can ask us questions there for, the, for us to then answer on the podcast. Uh, so starting with the first question from Josh, would you consider buying Tedesco? Yeah, we've talked about him a little bit over the last uh, bit, haven't we? He still went down in price last week. He got a 40-odd. I think the analysis is pretty much the same as we've said over the last couple of weeks. Like he's hitting some form, which is nice. The Roosters are still a little bit clunky. Play the Dolphins this week. We're having a nice score against. Oh no, sorry, plays the Cowboys. They definitely have a nice score against them. Um, <laughs> just yeah, there's obviously the caveat. He's going to play Origin. He's going to miss a lot of time for you. So if you're bringing him in now, yeah, like you're prepared to hold him. At the same time, he's the lowest you're going to get him. So He'll hit 41 this yeah. week for sure. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, agree. <laughs> I definitely, yeah. mate. Get the bloody Cowboys. <laughs> Jesus, mate. Yeah, get that in his sleep. The last two weeks, he's really kind of turned a corner, it seems, um, and kind of got over that early early season slump. So I could see him, you know, hitting that 40 pretty comfortably this week and then you know, accelerating towards before he goes off for origin. So, I mean, if, if I, okay, bringing out my crystal ball and looking at Tedesco, I could see him being around the 650 mark by the time he finishes origin over just the games that he plays now. And then through the origin period, he'll play one or two. So I, I assume he'll be at around the 650 mark. So he's still an okay buy after origin around 650. So I don't think he's a must buy now because he does get rested most of the time by Robbo um, during those middle games. So not a not an urgent buy, I don't think. But definitely, if you want to get him at the cheapest, like you said, now's the time. I think that's what I'll be hoping for as well, mate. After that round 19 buy, hopefully bring him in for this, this run home. Yep, absolutely. Uh, who would you pick up out of Big Red and JDB? That is a good question. Yeah, that's one we probably should touch on. Big Red, Corey Horsburgh, of course. Uh, Got the lock spot. Played, Let him go. Yeah. Played a bunch of minutes as well over the weekend. I think it was over 70 minutes. He's got a big score there as well, and he's average now, 70-odd. Yeah, mate, I don't mind a bit of Big, big Red. Plays Origin. I play 13, obviously. So, yeah, don't mind that. I guess if you're going between them that's really hard uh i maybe lean a little bit to to big red if he's got this lock spot jdb hasn't but yeah you could see a world where i think Tarpany's going to play more minutes kind of over this origin period and now that the raiders kind of need to get wins to stay in the race they're going to give Tarpany more minutes so i think that could limit horsburgh like i don't think it's really sustainable that he's getting 70 minutes every week to be fair the last three weeks he has so I guess I would lean lean Horsburgh yeah I think I'd go Horsburgh as well especially with JDB named in the front row this week 
Um, and the fact that um, Harawira Naira has been pushed to the reserves means that those minutes are a bit more short up for, for Horsburgh, and especially their buy rounds are, are pretty good. Um, they play round 13, don't play 16, um, and then play 19. So, yeah, pretty pretty solid for sure. Do you reckon he's undervalued, is, yeah. 620K? That's, yeah, really make me think now. I'm looking at my team. I'm like, oh, could I go uh, Hosking to Big Red? Give me an extra number for 13. So, I don't know. Um, maybe a little bit sideways, but definitely, yeah, don't hate people doing that. It's, yeah, it could be on. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, hit a, he hit the 70. I mean, he's been playing 70 minutes for the last three rounds, but he scored a 77 this week because of those attacking stats and offloads. So he had five offloads equating to 20 points, which he won't get every week. But yeah, definitely encouraging signs um, for Corey Horsburgh. Uh, righto, next question. Um, Luca asks, if you have to choose between Hopgood and Maddo, which one are you going? I think Hopgood. Yep. Just he doesn't have that origin risk. He's been unreal. But I think yep. Maddo's a pretty solid buy too, potentially. So, yeah. Not potentially is. Is, yeah. It just depends on origin. Yeah, it's it's hard to choose now. But I think I'd go Hopgood because there isn't as big of a risk for origin. But then again, there's also the risk that Maddo just takes his spot outright and he goes back to the bench. So, yeah, who knows? I don't trust Brad Arthur anymore. I'm just avoiding both of them at the moment because I don't trust it at all. <laughs> uh, Cooper asks, uh, thoughts on Tohu? Um, is Curran a sell now as well if you brought him in? Uh, this is why we said last week, don't pick up <laughs> Curran because Webster doesn't raid him and Tohu Harris is only a minor injury. Like it, it's, yeah, he's a sell, I think. I don't think there's any way around it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, now I'm just trying to remember. What, is he named on the extended bench or is he in the on the bench? He's on the bench. Yeah, he's on the bench. Uh, so I think for memory, you should have like a decent enough break even that you can probably hold him for a week. Yeah, break even thirty seven. So he could could hit that. Don't think he's like an urgent sell. See what happens this week. Maybe he plays a bit more minutes. Maybe maybe he's coming around for Josh Curran, uh, the coach there, but. Um, there is a benefit for holding yeah. him one round, but yeah, the I think because Harris like, is still coming back from injury. Alarms. Him, him, yeah, 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 definitely alarms ringing. You're not wrong. Definitely um, alarms he, ringing. He'll play extra minutes this week because Harris probably won't play 80 coming back from his knee injury. But I'd definitely be probably selling him the week after because if Harris plays, well, Harris could be a laid out, so I wouldn't. Yeah, like you said, I wouldn't sell him this week. But yeah. Definitely keep an eye on him because once Harris is back to playing 80 minutes, Curran goes back to playing maybe 20, 30 off the bench and those scores won't come. Which you think as like a rugby league coach, every time Tohu plays 80, he gets injured. Josh Curran's a weapon. You'd think you just get him in there for 20 minutes and Tohu can play 60 odd. It's not as good for fantasy, obviously, but strange. Yeah, strange. strange. Uh, righto. Any good centers to trade Alamotti for? Lockie asks. Yeah, we kind of touched on him, eh? Like, Joe Manu is probably the number one candidate. Then Lemuelo as well. We're probably holding off on Jack Bird as well now that he's named it Lock. I just want to kind of see it again. Although we were kind of saying at the start of the season when he's playing Lock, that's where his kind of big scores have come from in the past. Yeah, I think he's ideal so, at Lock, to be honest. I, you like him I, more at Lock? Yeah, I do like him more at lock, but then obviously it hurts JDB scores, but Bird at lock makes the most sense to me. Like, I thought when he moved to the edge, he was going to be struggling to get scores, but, I mean, he still maintained them as well. So I think Bird's a, a buy whenever you can get him in at this point because he's going to be playing in the forward pack somewhere. Yeah, I think he's pretty solid. Covers that buy period as well that Manu doesn't. So maybe is he your number one then and then Manu too? Oh, no, Manu, Manu's my number one. Manu's definitely the number one. Okay. Yeah, he's just scoring way too well at 5'8 to, to not have in your team at the moment. Like, he scored a 70 and a 64 in two weeks at 5'8. Like, you can't ignore that. That's, that's way too good. Yeah, it seems like they really don't want to bring Sam Walker in, which apparently he scored, uh, he scored a try and set up two in 30 minutes in New South Wales Cup. Lovely. So 
Yeah, but I don't know. They just don't seem, to be fair, they've been winning while I've got Manu there. Do you think they've played better with Manu at 5'8 than they have with Sam Walker? In the no. Like, no, no, you don't think they've played the ball. better? Yeah, he can't pass the ball. <laughs> I mean, like just, you said, like, they've won the last two games. I think they've looked better as a team. Maybe defensively, but I don't think so in attack. He just doesn't pass the ball, Manu. And I think he kind of just like stints, stunts, stints Tedesco as well. I like him for fantasy a lot. He just, he's in the he's in the middle. He gets those like keep off loads, those plays where they just kind of like die and he palms like three blokes off from the yes. standing start. He gets Love like that. three tackle breaks. Yeah. It's good for that, but I don't know. Yeah. If Maybe you're looking for a deeper option as well at center, um, Herbie Farnworth is my bit of a pod that I, I like as well over Origin because he's he plays for he plays for England or something like that. I'm pretty sure, so he doesn't play Origin at all. And yeah, good buy coverage as well. Buy coverage, yeah. He's still he's expensive. He's yeah, five seventy five, five seventy six. So, but yeah, he's obviously been scoring well to keep that price. He's been good. Magic Crown as well. Broncos love a magic round. Just bring yeah. in Broncos this week, if in doubt. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, question from Jacinta. Is Nass a buy? Nass is a surprise packet. Like, he's top 10 mid at the moment, as far as average. But I think he's already gone up a little bit of price. I just don't think that's really sustainable. We've seen in the past, he's got these, like, 30s in him. Hasn't played as many games this week or this this year, so I prefer other guys like a uh, a Josh King, a uh, Hopgood, you know, guys like that over Nats for you know pretty much the same price. If you have a Carrigan as well, what are your what are your thoughts about trading him? Would you be trading him to another forward, or do you reckon hold on to Carrigan until Origin at this point? Yeah, not an immediate sell. He's he obviously had a nice week last week with that Haas. I think he had a nice week the week before as well, even when Haas was playing. So he needs to play more minutes in that lock role. I think he's going to just hold him until Origin as well. Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, what about Fanua Blake? A lot of people asking questions about AFB. Um, but yeah, like I got a question here from Blake. Should I pick up Corey Horsburgh or AFB? But I I think with Tohu back, AFB is probably one that's off the table at this point, right? He's not going to keep those minutes up. I don't think he's off the table. I just think there's probably better people to buy, like Curiel, Bleaver, and Fanil Black. I don't mind. He's been scoring pretty solid even with Tohu there. He's got those attacking stats in him as well. But, yeah, I think some of these other guys are probably better off, or probably better buys than him. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, question from Brad. Uh, Cam McInnes. That's literally the question. Cam McInnes. What Cam are your, McInnes. What are your oh, thoughts so about him? So frustrating. Yeah. So frustrating. Owning him in drafts and he's kind of just plotted along. Vanukin's back as well. So Vanukin's back. So, yeah, I think he's a sell if you brought him in. So, he's yeah, maybe he's one that we can chuck in our post. How good? Yeah, sell get Cam McInnes, McInnes in there. Get him out. Yeah. Um, it is yeah, interesting, though. In get him out. Because... Hamlin Ueli is injured as well. So they're playing Royce. Their forward pack is pretty much depleted. You've got Rudolph and Hamlin, Hamlin Ueli on the pine, and they're playing Royce Hunt and, geez, I don't even know their other forward. Um, uh, I'm trying to find it now. Tall, bald dude who's um, friends with Phil Gould's son. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what you don't know this? No. What? I was for some reason listening to that night coverage. And- Kafusi? Oh, who's the other bloke? Who are you talking who's about? <laughs> oh, Hazelton. Hazelton, Hazelton. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 good. Friends with Phil Gould's son. Phil Gould was like getting around him in the coverage the other night. Oh, okay. Usually, right. I, watch the, usually I watch the Fox, but when I watch the replay games, they're all online. But yeah, Phil oh, Gould okay. getting around him. Doesn't get Love around NRL. He loves a bit of Tom Hazelton. Yeah, I, I think he's actually good. He just needs a bit, a few more minutes off the bench, I think. But um, yeah, their forward pack, what? They've got Oregon Kafusi, who's normally a bench forward. Royce Hunt, who's a bench forward at, at best at the moment. 
Um, and then they've got Jack Williams, who's a, a decent cheap option off the bench, and Tom Hazelton. So a lot of forwards that don't play big minutes and are generally bench forwards. So McInnes should theoretically see more minutes, but I don't think he will. I don't think he will either. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty much where he's been for the whole season. Um, pre, He's got like one or two big scores the last couple of weeks just with Vanuken yeah. out, but I think he'll be around that 40 mark and there's probably a sell. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, thoughts on Moses and Brown as trade options? Yeah, interesting. Uh, obviously, we got like Clear and Hines, a lot of us, or even like I've got a Burton, or an, there's a lot of folks with SJ. I'd be waiting until we get close to 13. If you're going to pull a trigger on that one, I just think this week, for example, Cleary could outscore Mitch Moses by like 20 points. Yeah. Um, same with Nico Hines. Like he always had the kind of big outlier game, Mitch Moses. Same with Bill Brown. So I'd be, I'd be waiting if you're going to make that move close to 13, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And last question, is Jesse Ramian a sell? That is a great question. Because... 24 on the weekend in a dominant Sharks performance. I still don't think he's a sell, though. <laughs> Looking yeah, at his last three right. scores. I mean, his last three yeah, scores, he's... he's got 28, 15, and a... 24. Yeah, you got a question about last week as well, didn't we? Yeah, pretty grim. 24 with the try? Yeah. yeah. But then again, you look at his first four scores. They're so good for a center. <laughs> if I didn't have Ramian, I would be watching Ramian as he plummets in cash. <laughs> but if I held him, it's a difficult one. Very, very difficult. I guess what are the... they got the Dolphins this week, Seagulls, Knights. Three pretty nice matchups as well for scoring points. So, yeah, I'd probably be holding as well. Yeah. If you got him. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. A, it's a hold. Especially if you've got another good center like a bird or a lemuelu already, I'd just hold on to him. Righto. Uh, that's all the questions, Josh. Josh, thanks again. Josh, um, yeah, thanks for knowing my name. Yep. Yep, cheers. <laughs> uh, we'll see everyone again next week with uh, another episode debriefing Magic Round. How bloody good. Yeah, cheers, mate. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Footy Brains podcast. Please follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to further support us in what we do, you can do so through Patreon. All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck, and we'll see you next week.